Hanover Theater Conservatory for Teen Girls Night Out in Worcester, and it's seltzer time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here is always my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Travis. What is cracking fizzle fiends? Thanks for coming back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. Why are you giggling? You fucking rock It's been that. like two weeks since I was thinking that too. I'm like, wow, it has been way too long since I've heard that little collection of words. As soon as Lauren opened the can, I instantly was like, oh, fuck, do I remember how to say this? Because I usually screw up our intro like, almost every single week. And because it's been so long, it like didn't even process until I started talking. Dude, that was it. pretty smooth. I mean, I was giggling too, Stay but it was... <laughs> <laughs> well, his giggle's infectious. A child. <laughs> so welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Lauren Monroe of Technocopia and Worcester on the Moon. But before we get there, let's talk about last week. We learned a lot about Ricky, man. It's true. Talk a lot about me. Did you get any feedback after all those weird questions? A lot of feedback about the Starbucks story of me and the guy. Oh my God, the Starbucks story. Screaming match. Um, that was kind of most of the... The input was a lot about that story. I absolutely like would find myself remembering that at one point you were wearing an apron and were handing out coffees and screaming uh, profanities at a gentleman all at the same time. It was needed. It's needed. <laughs> Screw you. Here's your uh, <laughs> non-fate chai. I don't know. I can't even say the shit. <laughs> yeah. So that was most of the feedback I got was a lot about Starbucks, which I kind of figured. But it was cool. I enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed editing that episode. And I even listened to it again, just on a personal level. Well, because, you know, it's fun. It was fun. Yeah. And I only listened to it once. It was, I know me. Did you guys listen to it out in Norway? Or did you do it no. wait? No. No, I listened to it. Well, actually, I did a little bit. There was one night where I went to bed early. Just, I was tired, but I couldn't sleep at all. So I laid there and listened to it while Naomi was like downstairs hanging out with everybody. So, <laughs> Respect. She didn't listen to it in Norway. I listened to it in Norway. Cool. Well, thanks again, everybody that's sending questions. Uh, we'll be doing it again about me or whatever that. Yeah, I'll be inter- interviewing Travis probably like a few weeks. A couple weeks, yeah. And uh, so if you have any questions that you really want to know about the guy with the hunch about Worcester, uh, send, in, send in your questions. Yeah. At Seltzer Time Official. Awesome. Yeah. What's going on, man? How was your week? My week was pretty good. I've been working a lot. I got a bunch of projects came in that are like, I don't know, super intense turnaround. So I've been spending a lot of time basking in the glow of my computer. But Sarah and I did manage to sneak a beach day in on Monday morning. We went out to Gansett and she surfs. Oh, my woman loves to surf. Really? She's not great at it yet, but she's really hungry to be. So like this time she stood up on the wave once. She almost got up on a couple other ones. I've always wanted to surf. And you should see her. I mean, she knows how to swim and yeah. she knows how to move. So this girl's gonna figure out something. Yeah, really? she's like, she's almost there. And that's why she really wants to just keep going back. Because yeah. she like, she's just about there figuring it out. So it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was doodling from the beach and watching her go. <laughs> I was actually, I caught myself saying to my, like watching are going get it girl yeah get it girl <laughs> but anyway that's awesome that was my week how's your week yeah, it's good uh 
good to be back, I guess, even though it's rained most of the days I've been home. It rained most of the days I was gone too, so it's fine. Over there. So you just brought the rain away and then brought it back with you. Yeah, it follows me everywhere. It's like the most emo moment of my life. (laughs) But no. um, You were looking very fresh. Thank you, I did get a new haircut. You were looking Tuesday. so fresh. Yeah, shout out to uh, Heartland Barber over at the New Tradition Building. I went to get a coffee with Naomi on Tuesday because she hadn't been there yet. And while we were there, we were talking about how gross my beard was because it was, <laughs> it was disgusting. And yeah, Josh finished up with somebody and he walked out and just kind of popped right in. Did he awesome. look at you pointing like a straight edge razor and you're like, yo, it's gotta <laughs> yeah. go. He was doing a, like a, what's it called? Like a hot shave on somebody. What? Yeah, which I didn't get that obviously, <sighs> but it looked really cool. And you can, there's a window that looks into his shop from like the coffee shop area. So we happened to sit at that little like jet out the table. high table. Yeah. And um, yeah, she just kind of talked me into getting it at that moment. So I got a, went for a full cut and a little, dial in of the beard. Looks clean, man. Thanks, man. It was awesome. Great experience. New tradition. They're doing awesome over there. Yeah. Coffee's fantastic. That's pretty good. I I will be going back tomorrow. I think I have a meeting with somebody. Nice. I think I'm going tomorrow as well. Not for a meeting. Do we have a meeting tomorrow? Wait, no. (laughs) No, it's not. Are we going to see each other? We might. We might. That'd be weird. Ricky and I never see each other out in the real world. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. We never really do bump into each other. We don't bump into each other. I bump into you every Thursday night. That sounds dirty, but... <laughs> anyway, all right. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry for partying. What? Uh, so this week we have Lauren Monroe, co-director of Technicopia, kind of like head conductor, I would say, for this Worcester on the Moon effort these days. Good name. Yeah. yeah good. Because it takes a lot of people, but it also takes somebody to kind of like make sure all the people are moving in the same order. Mm-hmm. Head conductor. Yes. Sometimes feels like a train or train wreck. Oh. Sometimes does feel like a beautiful piece of music. Well put. Well <laughs> put. I didn't even get that double entendre. <laughs> um, so you awesome. started it. That, yeah, you started it. <laughs> thank you, Lauren, for coming on. Cool. Yeah, thank you. This is uh, <laughs> a delight. And this is the NPR rules. You have to say thank you. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. And have a complicated name. Yeah. Oh man. All right, so anyway. what's dirt on the moon? <laughs> well, sir, first, let's, let's talk about Technicopia. Okay. Because you have been, for as long as I've been a member here, kind of in the head of our ship. Mm-hmm. Um, more vehicles. Uh, <laughs> and so, but you started out doing a teaching program, right? So, yeah, so te- I'm a makerspace director here at Technicopia, and Technicopia is in its third year of its latest iteration um, because this Portland Street Printers Building Technicopia is three organizations that were at separate locations, moved in, merged, and built out 11,000 square feet in the Davis Art Printers Building. I was one of those founding organizations and I had a youth uh, STEM, like science and art um, program facility that I had. So I had programming, I brought that over and my initial role was to be the educational director to Technicopia. And then, (laughs) and then many things, you know, many like hats are worn. I mean, in the beginning, everybody kind of does everything and you try to stick to a specific role or you have like this vision of this will be my intention and I will bring this certain skill set here. And then sometimes like the place and the environment and the people like need something different, need something else. So 
a year and a half ago, the board had um, Mike D'Angelo and, and I become the co-executive directors because that was a role that needed to be filled. And um, it seemed like I had the skill set to do so. And I'm growing into that role. You've been kicking ass at it. He thinks. Like <laughs> this space has just been developed out and like it's now, it's in, almost feels like it's final form. Like I know there's still some pocket projects, but like from where it's where I came in first experienced it to where it is now it has made leaps and bounds we are now feel a little bit more organized in terms of like a structure of our leadership um, because as a nonprofit we're still a business and like mm -hmm. it now feels a little more like that there's been some interesting things that have happened over the past couple of years and now we're here and it's super cool yeah yep <laughs> Still some dust bunnies in the corners here and there to like clean up. And dust, by dust bunnies, I mean like a missing wall or like- Literal um, dust bunnies. <laughs> like <laughs> machinery that like is not in use, that needs to be moved out, that like we just don't have a plan for. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like owning a home where like there's always something to do. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's always going to be the case. Yeah. And as I talk to other maker spaces that are run by other directors in, in the state or outside of the state, it's the same. Right. So, yeah. I think it's also kind of who we are as people, as makers. Like, even just maybe, talking to Joe maybe. from Cubicle 23, he <laughs> is, spends most time of his, most of his time, like, customizing his workspace. And he has probably the best looking workspace in all of his shop. Right. Everything's in its own place. He has felt on everything. He just built a, uh, his phone is wireless charging. So, he built a wireless charging platform for underneath his monitor. Like the dude's a customizer and he's primo at it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I imagine this space is gonna act a lot like Joe's desk, where it's just <laughs> in this constant form of, there's a way to do this better. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. So that's my role um, here at Technicopia. Um, I do take a programs and event focus. Um, and this year I have kind of made a very strong intention to get Technicopia uh, more visibility, uh, get the word out about who we are, what we do. I think makerspace models are sometimes not well understood. You know, yes, we're a membership-based model. As a member, you can access our tools and shops, um, but anybody can come and take a class or take a training to learn uh, the tools and machines that we have or like learn what you can make on them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so it's kind of refining that message and, and, and now that we've refined the physical place a lot more, it's about getting the message out to get more people here. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I had no idea what a makerspace was. I mean, I've known Mike D forever, it feels like. He was always talking about Technophobia, and I yeah. knew it was like this place he spent all of his time when he wasn't <laughs> at his other jobs. Right. <laughs> And then eventually I like came and saw this place and like, oh, this is where you are all the time. This is awesome. And like yeah. now obviously you're all the time. Yeah, I'm here once a week basically. <laughs> but it's yeah. cool. we're recording a Technocopia if you haven't put that together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, and in one of the one of my favorite spots too. Yeah, this room is definitely becoming a lot or coming together. I like the blue. It's my favorite color, blue. So when we're on the corner, in the corner, so we're by Portland Street. We're facing the Hanover Theater and its mural, and uh, we have the uh, library lot behind us and the common to the right. It's a spectacular view. I have this weird idea. I want to know if you can project on that wall from this window, but that's something else. If I can? No, no, no. If anybody. Oh. Yeah, you specifically, I Ricky. I definitely can't put Ricky J. Nelson. <laughs> J. That was never mind. That's a callback to last episode. I know some uh, people who would be interested in trying that. Yeah. Yeah. Who might have that technology? Really? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Yep. 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 Wow. Nito Bandito. Okay. We just had a moment. 
Okay. Moving on. So, actually, have anything to do with what happened when I was gone? That was projecting on things? Uh, kind of. Okay. It'd be, it'd be a second iteration of that. Uh, An even cooler iteration where we'd need a lot more uh, public support. And that public support cost as much as people taking photos of themselves. Uh, and then who doesn't like seeing their face up on the jumbo truck? True. Uh, so anyway, that's a little a little hint as to what I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm putting it together. Whatever it is, I'm on board. Yeah, I expected it, but that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome to know. Duh. So now that Lauren, we've kind of set the stage as to who you are. You have moved into this conductor role, like I was saying, with the Worcester on the Moon project that kind of was started by Bill over at the Historical Museum. I, yeah, I would say. So I jumped in a few months after this group had like started meeting and started generating ideas. But from my perspective and what I believe. Um, I've learned is that Bill Wallace from the Historical Museum, Lucy Hill from the Ecotarium, and then a, a number of other like individuals um, were interested in um, getting Worcester more visibility on the like contributions it has had um, historically uh, in space technology. And with Apollo 11, uh, the uh, um, mission that went to the moon successfully and landed uh, being uh, the anniversary is July 20th and it's been 50 years since that happened Worcester really wanted to recognize and this is actually something that's uh, landmarks Auburn as well um, that the very first rocket that was ever launched in the world <laughs> was like a couple miles away from here and, and the, the man that did it you know uh, was grew up in in Worcester and studied in Worcester and did most of his research and experimenting here at WPI Clark at his aunt's farm in his own home uh, and then when he finally got funding from like Guggenheim like in Roswell New Mexico so we have all these relics uh, Clark does WPI does um, the historical museum does and it's like kind of like let's like dust them off and get them out and like let people know that we have this treasure and initially it was also maybe to generate money to like get a sculpture or statue or plaques so that uh, visitors could just see it yeah. you know or we could become a destination like oh hey we're on the road on 290 or 90 anyway like why not go to this like restaurant and did you know but people, the students of Goddard School in Worcester don't know very well who he is. Yeah. Residents of Worcester, you know, he, Goddard Street is kind of a sad little street off of, um, I think, Water Street. And it, you know, it just, it's like kind of, I, I don't recommend going down. I do sometimes get to the one way that goes to, I think, Temple Street by the dive, you know, to kind of circle around. I didn't even know it was Goddard Street. <laughs> That's awesome. I spent all of my time over there. <laughs> That's insane. So it kind of speaks to that yeah. and, and larger than that too. So I um, sort of saw this interest, all these invested partners, um, and, and and it was a lot of little events being run at different spaces. And I thought, let's organize all of the organizations to do one big event on the moon landing anniversary. And let's try to experiment with practicing how to make these facts more commonplace. Yeah. Um, yeah, and one of the things that we have um, done is uh, it, like that has been successful in this like movement. And I'm talking like we have like 
14 organizations who are a part, have been a part of this consortium since January and are in some part a part of it for the 20th. And it's like Clark, WPI, the Ecotarium, um, the Pop Up Gallery, the Brave Hearts, Art Reach, Technocopia, on and on and on. So it's getting everybody like to coordinate all at one time, taking out their um, artifacts to put on public display so that Worcester can be a destination to view these, these things. Um, and then also around the city to have little factoid finds. So we're making these Worcester on the moon plaques that will be in different restaurants, bars, and cafes that will have a different space fact. And then also these uh, mannequins with David Clark pressure suits, which are being like, that's the concept. Um, so the suits that the astronauts wore were also made in Worcester. Yeah. Really, really? The David yes. Clark Company. And the headset so Neil Armstrong spoke into yeah. was made at David Clark Company in Worcester. That's so sick. Nobody yeah, knows this stuff. Isn't this stuff cool? <laughs> yeah. So it's time awesome. to like be like, yeah, like Worcester is the place to go for a plan. moon landing huh. anniversary because are there many cities that have that much stuff? And now on that day, it's the coordination of like, and let's bring it all out and make some more stuff. So we'll have some cool little artsy things, but these mannequins with the pressure suits that are being made, by the way, by ArtReach fashion students. Oh, ArtReach are doing those? That's awesome. So they have the concept and then they're making like whatever kind of suit they want after that model of the David Clark suit. Um, and then the plaques are gonna stay in these venues. So yeah. if you go to Atlanta, Georgia, I keep using this like as like a reference, um, but like it's not hard to find out if you didn't know just by going into the city, like Coca-Cola, like, you know, this is <laughs> like, oh, like this, lots of things shaped like a Coca-Cola bottle, you know, and uh, we need to maybe experiment with that in Worcester. So like, if you are just going to like, like one of the nice new breweries or cafes, as you mentioned, like there's something there that speaks to a theme of like what Worcester has like done. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the maker, Sam, that's making those plaques has done a fantastic job. Who designed the original, was it all him? So you designed. Well, yeah, I did the logo. Yeah, did no. So Travis did the Worcester on the Moon and Beyond logo. Graphics has been involved in this whole thing. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a heart shape of a cratered moon with like a rocket around it. It's perfect. It's, um, the, that was then taken to become a frame to become like a sign that lights up with LEDs on it. And that was Sam uh, Killian. He's a dynamic intern at Technocopia here that we've had for almost a year. It's oh, cool. great. Yes, he's, he's brilliant young mind. Yeah, yeah. And awesome. he's he run he. Ran ran uh, LED lights around the outside so it's like rainbow colored and super bright. I'll show it to you. We have oh, it here. We'll, we'll yeah. put the seltzer time in front of it. Sweet. <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, like to Lauren's point, it's been this like collaboration of all these different individuals all being like, yeah, let's, it's the time is now. Let's champion this. Yeah. I mean, we have like Worcester's 300th year anniversary like of the city coming up, I think twenty. 21 or two or something. But anyway. 1722. So it'd be 2022. Okay. So I know there's plans for that. I actually really prefer planning on those kinds of timelines, you know, especially for big things. However, this one can't wait. Moon landing year. 
51. Ah, I don't know. Just so you know. <laughs> and I am not waiting for 75 or 100. So yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> just going to push hard right now. And uh, it's coming together. It's really coming together well. To credit to a lot of the people who have like stepped up to take on like a leadership part of a team. We actually had a group of us. Um, and this was a uh, leadership by Rachel Quimby at the Ecotarium uh, to do a launch at the original launch site with just some model rockets. And we're going to do that again in a couple weeks. Is that the thing that, oh, did that happen course. last week? It did. Okay. I So again, I was on vacation and I like, looked at Instagram. I'm like, what is going on? I couldn't, where were you guys? Were you at the original? We're at a golf course, which is, was on Effie's farm, Robert Goddard's aunt's farm, where he was allowed to launch things in 1926. He did successfully launch a rocket, went four feet, landed in a cabbage patch. And now it's now the ninth hole. We actually had to periodically move out of the way. So people could play through? So that people could tee off over our heads. Really? wanted to get the original site yeah we didn't want to just go to some other part of the course yeah. which was like initially like uh, the uh, events manager's idea well i mean to uh, lauren's but, point though it's, uh, like, it's so underwhelming uh, underwhelming the sure. amount of celebration because the point where he launched the rocket is really one of the only statues that commemorates this event and it is this tiny little obelisk that is yeah. just more of a nuisance to these golfers than to anything else. Oh, there's like a statue at the golf course? It's a little, yes. Yeah, obelisk with a like, with some flowers around it and stones. And it just says, you know, Robert H. Goddard, you know, first liquid um, fueled propellant rocket. That's launch. so cool. Yeah. I mean, so he did it again. He did it again some years later, started a large fire. And then like on, like there's footage of this too. Um, and the fire marshal like for then banned him from doing it in this area again. And and that's why then a lot of, more of his research happened in New Mexico. Desert versus like rolling suburban area, yeah. hilly. I get it, you know, but. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So that. I have no idea what this thing is, but I remember being a little kid and like going to the Auburn Mall and there's like that rocket thing. Correct. Is that for him? Yes. Okay, cool. Yep, I never like is. went up to it. I just remember driving by as a little kid and being like, what is this? Yeah, that's why. That's so yep. cool. Yeah. Their yeah. team name is the Auburn Rockets or their high school team name. Oh yeah. Yep. That's cool. So, and honestly, so, they're doing a little bit better job celebrating Goddard than we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. it's Auburn. That's like all they have. <laughs> no offense, Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> and the lovely golf course, Papachan Golf Course. <laughs> With they, a lot of has events. a sign for Park and Shop that Polar paid for. Oh, I know. I get. I, so I, I thought it was like a Polar, mm-hmm. uh, not department store. What like like an outlet, outlet store? store? Oh my god! Like you get dinged up cans for a nickel. Yeah, I get tagged in that like every that. couple weeks. Yeah. And I go there every few weeks. Yeah. Actually, it's on one of my routes home. Yeah, I used to drive by it every <laughs> single day on my way to work. I was like, hi. Oh, yeah, cool. Sarah's parents are in Auburn, so yeah, yeah. I'll see when we go visit them. Go it, it's a Ronnie's supermarket that also nice. sells alcohol, so oh, you can it can be one stop shopping. It's also the same route as my bank, and like you know, going home to Lester the long way. Sure. <laughs> nice. So this is and all they have happening. a cool sign. They do have a cool they have sign. a cool sign. That's true. So this is all happening on July 20th. 
Uh, yes. Before we get there, is there Before any more? Yeah, is there any more pop up events that are happening between now and then? Yeah, there are several other pop up events happening. I I believe many of them can be found on the Discover Central Mass Calendar, who has been acting as like um, a social media tool for us, and like they've given us some um, free advertising and marketing to help us with this. So yeah, the Ecotarium has a launch. The Tower Hill, like there's some small rocket launches going on at Tower Hill Ecotarium. And WPI, I think, has a couple more events and like uh, they've had like a couple keynote speakers talk um, about the history of Worcester. But then also the now of Worcester, you know, of like, well, what's hot in space technology in Worcester now? Is there something? And there is actually. Um, Bold, really? Yes. Uh, the, uh, the one I can think of the top of my head is called Boldly Go. And John Morse, who is uh, the president of WPI's husband, uh, so that's Lori Leshen's husband, John, um, you know, basically is looking for inhabitable planets outside of our solar system. So ones that carry like a certain signature similar to like ours. And there's thousands. Yeah. I, I think there might be hundreds of thousands of these. So it's a project that's, there, there's a project that he's, I, I guess, a very very big part of maybe he's heading up um, called Boldly Glow Go. It's about tracking those inhabitable planets. And that's happening in Worcester. Well, he, I mean, his, they are, they are Worcester. They are, they are living in Worcester. So he is part of Worcester. Working, working in Worcester. Mm-hmm. That is so sick. Isn't that? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. My mind is happening. so blown right now. <laughs> I've learned so much in uh, less than a week about the history of the city. Like, well, what else? It's what astounding. Else it's the, like Paul Revere thing. We'll talk about oh. that. But like between that and this, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So much has happened here. Like And being like a space and geek enthusiast, you know, I just um some people ask me, like, why, you know, why are you doing this? Why did you get involved? It sounds like a lot of work, like all of the above. Yes, that's true. But, it is. <laughs> yeah. but like seeing all these organizations like at the table and invested and then having like an almost instant vision of like, we should do this. I got very excited on like the whole space, the same yeah. thing of like, wow, my mind's being blown because I'm learning new things. And now I'm connected to other people who are very excited about this um, component to like what Worcester has and what Worcester does. So um, that has been really rewarding for me um, is getting to know some other people in the area, uh, in the city of Worcester who are into this stuff too. Yeah. As a friend, as like just somebody that, you know, we interact in the space, it's been cool to watch you grow. And basically people now from these respected entities, WPI, Clark, are now coming to you and be like, all right, what do we do next? And you get yeah. to tell them. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's awesome. It seems, yeah. It's really cool to watch you continue to... Right. And it started with like, let's just get his 12 foot launch, rocket launch frame out of the closet and like dust it off, put it together and like put it on display. Yeah. And I mean, to kind of just speak to some of my uh, interest in how it's grown, it started. And I remember uh, at one of the meetings, they were talking about this like cardboard cutout of Goddard that they had. And I saw a picture of it and I was like, oh man, like Technocopia could so make one of these, like, and it would just be stunning. So I was like, we're going to do this out of wood. So I talked to Travis because I needed a little help with like the Adobe Photoshop of just cutting him out. So Travis did that step for me, editing a file. And then it took like 45 minutes just to load into the software program. So the way I did it, <laughs> I've, been, like, I've been experimenting yeah. with this half And then seven screen. hours later. Oh, <laughs> that thing took forever. Yeah, I'll show that. We could do, we could maybe cheers to. Oh, hell yeah. Let's cheers to God. Let's do it. He's, dude, so 
we ended up. And I mean, it's some mistakes on it too, but it's a learning process. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so cool. So it's like a table size. Right. Yeah. You can sit next to it. And then I was like, all right, that's cool. Some people get this. Some people don't. I got some excitement, but not as much as I'd hoped. And then, so I made some screens of like full moons. Um, and then the following week we had your logo with the Worcester on the moon and gave you our t-shirts. And that was an easier way to connect to the, like more people, like yeah. people like love the moon, the beauty of the moon. And then the logo is a, is a really great and people are excited about it. So we screen printed shirts. And then I think very soon after that, I was like, I'm going to take a leadership role on this and we're going to do a big, an even bigger event. <laughs> I think you and Jasmine made a Jupiter at some point in between that. Oh, I just pulled Jupiter out of the bin headed towards a trash. Yes, I'm still, I'm attached to it. Four feet wide. Wait, remember wider? when we were like in a recording here yes. and you had like a giant, that, yes. was was a giant that was the Jupiter? Okay. It's a little I, dinged up. I think now. it was the first I was ever in this room and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so now that it's awesome. got, it fell um, and it's been sort of moved around a little since so dinged up and it's got some, what I'm calling creators now. Okay. So I am going to still try to project on it and see what, what happens yeah. yeah before I yeah that's where I'm at that's awesome nice so yeah. July 20th is mm-hmm. the big event yep okay so on the common Ecoterium and Brave Hearts uh, it'll be art sports and science so rocket launches paint table game of catch on the common the pop-up is going to have like an automated music automated instruments from um, a gentleman named Scott Martin at WPI uh, Tower Hill is going to have some like extra planetary botany you know stuff that goes to space display and then um, Wow Inc. is going to have some of their Wow screens which are these like uh, you project onto not like a flat it's a flat screen but they, they come in different size shapes so they create video oh, cool. and a screen that's not just meant for squares huh. um, so and Technocopia will have a table as well yeah it's going to be super fun out there on the common with everybody walking around yep and not just the common so the pop-up is going to have a food hub will be there with some vendors and space themed food and the historical museum and wpi are partnering to have a special collection of david clark um items and goddard items and then uh, clark will also be open to show off its stuff that's not usually on display yeah really neat tie-in um Ian Anderson. <laughs> very talented Ian Anderson. Um, made this it's Lawrence Husby. Oh. <laughs> a very talented woodworker made the stand that this lunar leg that was made by a WPI alum, that's the prototype to a lunar leg that is still on the moon, um, was made in Worcester. And the prototype to that was, you know, WPI has had kind of, again, sort of in storage and they sort of brushed it off, took it out and then got someone to make a stand for it, which is beautiful by the way. And I think that's at the JFK library right now in New York for an exhibit and will be at the historical museum on the 20th. So there's like this, you know, it has to come back from New York city to Worcester because we need it back. And it, and That's badass. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be super cool. And then isn't uh, there's more stuff happening? Like, isn't there stuff happening at Redemption Rock that day? So uh, we have been releasing like. Uh, oh, is that? Did I just spoil? No, this is oh, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think Lucky there are any Asylum is doing two pop-ups that day. We're going to do moon pops down here with the Worcester Regional Food Hub, and then we're also doing a dinner pop-up at the Redemption. Really? The Redemption. I was hoping so, because she, I heard that you were doing that. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. As you double booked. Oh, we did. Yeah. Is that Travis it? did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, we uh, I will be doing the one. I will absolutely be at the one at the pop-up, and then I will probably end up at the one at Redemption Rock after it starts. Gotcha. Busy day. Yeah, yeah well, busy day. There's lots of stuff happening <laughs> that day. So we've been releasing footage like experimentation, the Auburn Woods on Fire, etc. Like footage you don't normally find on YouTube or see of Robert Goddard. Um, but we have because of like the archives and collections and the enthusiasts in the local That's area. So cool. And so the different breweries and bars, I actually just sent Jen and Rebecca like here's the Dropbox. Shout out Jen and Rebecca. <laughs> here's the Dropbox link. Take a look. Get back to me. Let me know like what kind of, you know what, two minute clips, 30 minute clips, or like a two hour movie. Um, and I don't want all the bars to play the same stuff. Yeah. But oh, that makes evidently sense. some of that's going to happen. Um, but right now it's like that early time for the uh, cafes and, and breweries and bars to kind of decide like what suits them and like what they can like connect to. That's so, so cool. much fun. And That's- there's still time <laughs> if, if say some of our listeners are bar owners and they want to participate, there's still time for them to jump on board, right? Almost, and yes. If, if, there they, is. if they decide to take it on themselves and do it all themselves. Yeah, so there's still time to get event map placement on our website and to get your logo on our website. Um, sponsorships start at like $150 or $200. Um, we are going to be going to print for our event maps um, very soon. Yeah. It's so, June 20th today. Yeah, so it is literally a month out. <laughs> yeah. Don't slack. So probably like, like four days. This thing will probably come up today or ish tomorrow. So Friday, this, this is going to be a weird one. Anyway, we'll talk. We're going to, we're printing this. The signs are going to go be sent to print tomorrow. Okay. So like, and then the pamphlets and maps. You could are, still get involved either way. You just may not get your logo out as many places as you would have if you, uh, we're in the know. I'd already known, but yeah. we get it. Nobody knows about Goddard. Not everyone knows about this. We're trying yet. to fix it. We're getting exactly. <laughs> we're working on it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, so I got pulled in super early. Uh, Bill Wallace asked me if I, because I'd made that uh, rocket shirt for Worcester Wares a while back. And he's like, hey, uh, what did he call me? Mr. Rocket Man. <laughs> so for a while, I <laughs> That's introduced awesome. myself as Travis Rocketman to, to Bill. Okay. Oh, if you don't know Bill Wallace, he's He's a human being. No, if I do. Oh, he is a lovely He's a human really being. great guy. What's he do? He's like the head of the Worcester Historical Museum. Um, he and he's he going to be on this podcast. <laughs> okay. And yeah, he has he actually has a foul mouth, so he's gonna fit in with us just fine. He might have been in the Rupar Revere thing I was at last week. There was like a really funny like dude sitting across the table from me. <laughs> was he wearing uh, a Mickey Mouse tie? No. This guy was like, <laughs> no, not, not at all. It's probably not the same guy. I'll ask Lauren. I'll find out. He's part of like the Salisbury Street yep. thing. Yeah. Definitely the same guy. Yeah. He's awesome. He's amazing. Cool. Yeah, he yeah. was like funny. He's the only person there that I wasn't like, this is lame as so. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he was awesome. will make jokes and kind yeah. of like has like an easygoing. Yeah. yeah. He kept calling it like Salisbury Steak. 
<laughs> that sounds like yeah. That. Okay, cool. Bill calls Jess from Worcester Wears the Worcester Wears wench. Really? I want everybody <laughs> thinks it's like the first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, I'm like, Bill, this is like 2018. <laughs> but no, everybody thinks it's like, oh, Jess loves him. I'm yeah. gonna ask Warren what that dude's name was. Cool. Um, so yeah, between stuff happening there. So yeah, I got involved with Bill and then this thing was kind of tepid for a minute and like a lot of people jumped on board early, kind of fell off. So nobody really mm. understood what, it, like the full capacity of what it could be. <clears throat> but now that you brought this in, like it now all makes sense. And now there's kind of like a reason to do it all before it was just a whole bunch of ideas. And these meetings were just ideas. And now it's like action, 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 action. Holy shit. This is going to work. That's so sick. So that's been cool to watch. It's just a little loose partner in this whole thing. Cool. Yeah, and I think we can gain from like what this feels like for the city for like, okay, what can we do that's like more like longer term but lasting impressions? I was just gonna <laughs> ask what is like the plan after July 20th? Well, for me personally, uh like sleep. <laughs> well no, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, well, so the, all the uh, mannequins that have the pressure suits from Art Reach and the plaques will remain in the uh, the venues if the owners are into that, um, at least for the rest of the year, just to kind of commemorate, see, commemorate yeah. and see what else, like see how it feels, see if people make comments on it, what comments people make if they do. Um, and, and there are a few people who I have like created, I now have some friendships with like in this group where they're sort of like, yeah, then we'll kind of rest and we'll sort of reflect and, and kind of say like, all right, maybe for, you know, 2022, is there like this, a space for us to request funding, find funding for a statue for whatever to kind of honor that part of the city? Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, something interesting that got brought up at one of the early meetings is that if you look at the Russian counterpart to Dr. Goddard, like there is all these statues about him. There's, you know, wonderful landmarks in his honor, tributing his successes. There's this really cool one that has a parabola. In other places in the world, right? Yeah. You don't mean... I think right. so, yeah. Yes, not in Worcester. No, no, this is, this oh, is in cool. Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is in, yeah, I, I not in Worcester, obviously, sorry. Yeah. Um, Charlie Slatkin from the Wonder Mission has like a lot of background information on all this stuff and okay. showing the whole group and just showing us all like what we could do or what is possible for something long term. Um, there is a monument to him right now. Is it at the Goddard School where it has like a, a, a low parabola and then there's like a, a point up on top of a a light pole that kind of shows the top of his uh, like the trajectory. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, cool. Well, it's a little underwhelming and not everybody knows what it is. It's so, very conceptual. It's very abstract. You know, it's a mathematical slope and it. The bench itself, to be honest, looks like you could just grind it with your skateboard. Really? Yeah. It, there's not a big slope there. And then if you don't know what you're looking at at the top of the, the pole. Yeah. It, it's kind of disconnected. Okay. But it's so in true seltzer type fashion, what we're doing is we're recognizing that there's a little bit of an issue, there's some misunderstanding, and there's a way to do it better. So like, there's gotta be ways that we can honor this memory, even in that space or mm -hmm. in other spaces around the city. Like I loved, I was just down parking the car out in front of the library and there was an older gentleman taking a selfie with the Major Taylor Monument. I like the, that one too, yeah. yeah. 
It's beautiful. Yep. Absolutely stunning. And he's out there in know. the rain taking selfies. Where is that? Like, I know where the library right is. Right in front of the library, right as you go in on the left, it's Major Taylor with his bike. It's a giant bronze. It's like, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a bronze statue. Lot, like, yep. Yeah, like you're going into the library past the pay stations on gotcha. the left. Like, That's where I'm parked, is like right across the street. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, if we, well, when we walk back together, I'll point it out. Cool. Uh, so to that point, there can be something like that where fans and people that know his, his work can come yeah. and... So this is about design, like, and fitting into a cityscape. I would agree. I think that's like the next level question. That's great. I completely agree. You know, like we've named a lot of things after him, but uh, we've actually named a lot of. You know, there are a lot of. That's one way to find out about things. However, I think the some kind of art piece that's more permanent and fits into the cityscape and seen and understood is like yeah. what we need next. Yeah. That's interesting about street names. I'd never really considered it, but at a certain point you just get so used to the street name that you kind of forget. Oh, especially you're easy. just like, yeah. Especially nowadays where it's not so prominent to like name a street after somebody. You know what I mean? Like every street's already been named. They very rarely renamed. <laughs> so anybody who's, I mean, I don't even, I can't even think of like a, well, like when they changed, uh, they put like David Ortiz bridge or whatever in Boston. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of a big thing, but that's just like a bridge. Like, you know what I mean? Like every major street already has a name. 63rd street in Broadway in New York city was officially renamed Sesame street very recently. (laughs) That's that's, pretty cool. That's the only, that's the only thing I could think of. And huh. it's kind of silly that they didn't really have a Sesame Street up to this point. True. But to your point, I agree. A street naming, I mean, yeah, it's an honor, but I think there could be better. And it's something that kind of stays with, I don't know. Yeah. And people want to take their picture in front of it, right? Yeah, exactly. It stays with you culture. Know, and that's a the thing. More. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they'd stop the car, they'd get out. If it's a long ride, you <laughs> stay, you know. Back in my hometown, there's a bunch of streets named after like female names. And we always made a joke that it was like the, the developer named it after all his sisters. So the guy just came from a whole family of sisters and like, oh, this one's Gloria, this one's Donna, this one's Meredith. That's awesome. Anyway. I think there are true stories. I'm sure it's probably <laughs> something like that. There's a, a, there's like over on like the west side of West Street, there's a street called Dick Drive and it intersects with Donna Drive or Donna Street. And I always think it's like the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty that's good. pretty funny. Dick and Donna. I'm also a child, so. I also think my favorite, <laughs> same, to that same token, my favorite uh, sign in the Cape is entering Dennis. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, entering Dennis. I love it. It's just, but it's stupid. It's just wordplay. Yeah. If uh, there was a statue of entering Dennis, it's even funnier. <laughs> All right, now we're approaching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to kind of go back and tie it, just to clean up the... It, it yeah, was, let me it was see. Bill, but I was Bill Wallace. Yeah. Love Bill. <laughs> um, so we're a month away. People want to find out more. They should go to WorcesterOnTheMoon.com. WorcesterOnTheMoon.com. It's going to be updating your weekly and then as we get closer daily. Um, not necessarily with like a lot of new ads, but more detail and more timelines on who's coming. For example, the 51st Legion just confirmed that they're going to be coming in their costumes to yeah. visit our downtown. Do you know the 501st? No. It's a bunch of nerds and I love them all. But they're, right. they're guys that are dedicated to making... Um, Oh my God, not Clone Army. 
Oh, the stormtroopers. Thank you, stormtroopers. Stormtrooper armor. They make their own costumes. They're like professionally. They look just like the ones in the movie. They've been so used I in the movie. I requested twenty to come and just like. So we're gonna give them our big classroom at Technicopia as like their home green base room. and changing yeah. room, their green room, and then they're just gonna go into downtown all dressed and visit the different businesses that I've have never been more excited <laughs> in my entire life for anything. There, so they will be the place to be. They brought a sarlacc pit. <laughs> To, or not a star like, but you know the scene from Star Wars? Where I don't know if 20 are coming. I just know that some are. I'll they find, might. I, I'll, in a couple weeks, like a week prior, they're going to give me their numbers. They're very mysterious about their process. <laughs> they really are. They're, they're so... <laughs> They are legitimate. <laughs> they were used in one of the recent movies. The 501st was used in a recent movie as extras. And they brought their own gear. <laughs> and but, then, yeah. You can. They, so I went to a Comic-Con recently <laughs> where they made a... Um, they make the, you know, the scene from Star Wars where the first, fourth, where Luke, Han, and Leia fall into the pit and the walls are closing in and they have to like break. It's down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made that freestanding so you could oh go in. Gosh. There's a picture of me holding so a pole trying to make the thing not collect. Yeah, yeah. Like wow. these people are super talented set builders, costume designers. Like, and I say people, like when they have the helmets on, you don't know who's under the helmet. It's men and women alike, and they're all fantastic. And they might do a like show and tell of how they made their costumes here at Technicopia, like at some part of that day. It would be really cool. Yeah, and that appeals yeah. to a whole cosplay mm -hmm. component. And like, yeah, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> I am so excited for this. I can't even begin to explain. I'm very happy. I hope that a lot of other people get the word about it and like feel the same way. Yeah, I'm very excited. So they're gonna be walking around on the 20th? Yes, okay. they're gonna be walking around downtown. So um, air conditioned businesses, they'll probably linger <laughs> longer than they Sorry. will just downtown. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll do a little sequence or fight sequence somewhere on the common. Um, it's really up to them. Like they'll they have just said, march. we shall come. <sighs> the so, marches march, they do yeah. are just, they're impressive. Especially if you get them at a con and there's like 40 to 50 of them and they march in regiment. It's I'm almost a little scared. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm scared of how awesome that is. Like, that would, yeah, I want somebody to play. Yeah, I'm hoping to get more questions like that as we get closer. I'm like, sure. Give me clues to what to expect. Um, yes. So, cool. yeah, so this is all coming together very well. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, and the website reflects most of it. Um, currently, myself and Travis are the only ones updating it, and I, I always have to provide the content to get the content there, and that's getting content from all the partners and, and stuff like that and confirming time. So it's coming together. Yeah. WhiskerontheMoon.com. Don't miss it, people. So cool. July 20th, it's going to be awesome. Oh, my gosh. And 12 to 4 is like when most of the downtown uh, attractions can be seen. Cool. Yeah. So that's like, and it, there'll be places that you can go a little earlier or a little later. And obviously, restaurants and bars have their own times for their own things. They're really setting up like an ambiance in, in an environment that's like, you know, throughout. But 12 to 4 is like the prime time. That's yeah. awesome. So come out, grab a breakfast somewhere. Go downtown, find parking, and yeah. then uh, park at the library because we'll be yeah. all be parking at the library. And there'll be an event map that shows parking and parking costs. And still, I have a couple last asks out for some free park from lots to be free for the day. But we'll wait. We won't know that until much closer. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Tile Center, step up. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's gonna be super cool. 
That's so the rad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad that there's like a lot more attention being brought. It kind of reminds me of, um, so like working with many different breweries like that we do at the dive bar, it's way easier to sell a beer when I know more of the history. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if people knew more about the history of Worcester, it's way easier to like, it's really cool. Like it's not just like rad places to eat and drink and like pretty walls to look at. Like there's stuff that happened here that changed the world. Like right. that is mind blowing. Right. right. And I'd say if there's one piece to this whole thing that I, I want to know more about, like is like, what is a brewing now? You know, cause obviously, you know, in, in the 1950s, there was something really a ruin, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the 60s. So, like, obviously, that's going on now too. The innovation in Worcester is still very, is still very real and, and raw and here. Um, I, th- I know some companies and organizations are secretive of some of the stuff that they're doing and they're up to, but with all of the biotech and like other industry manufacturers we have. I want some CEOs to like just give me a little more with I don't know to, or to take kind of it find as an out opportunity an opportunity to showcase the exactly. like yeah. yeah and it's and right now I mean it doesn't just have to be space technology I just want to know what's the like cutting edge technology exactly. or how are you sending seltzer to the moon and we want to know about it <laughs> yeah and why haven't you asked us to drive it there <laughs> why, why haven't you sent us seltzer drive. in general drive, drive yeah. yeah we'll drive it there <laughs> road trip that's right there is exactly why they haven't asked us to take the moon. <laughs> Like, this kid thinks you just buckle up and go. <laughs> you, you don't? Nope. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Right. Yeah. I believe it's time for a little stokes and pokes. So take us away, someone. When you hit them with those stokes, ow! Gotta slap them with those pokes. Oh, yeah! Stokes and pokes. Thank you, Solon. Start us off. Okay, um... So my poke is kind of more of like a realization I had. Uh, being on vacation and going to a place that is like wildly clean and they're super into um, like recycling and actually taking care of anything. And Lauren is palming her whole I'm laughing. Face. Yes, I know. Sorry. No, 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 no. But it's, it's because she sees where this is going and so do I. So Keep going. It, okay, so like I've always known that like America as a whole could be a hell of a lot cleaner. Um, it is mind blowing to go somewhere that actually is. <laughs> and, and, like, you almost got a seltzer just did. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just took a sip of seltzer and I laughed. Being able to like look at water that even when it was not very warm out, I wanted nothing more than to jump into it because I've never seen water that clean. We drank out of the faucet everywhere. <laughs> we drank out of a. F- freaking waterfall like it, it you could breathe which was kind of crazy um overrated yeah right it was just it really was like the most it, i keep getting questions like what was your favorite part of vacation and i think my favorite part was like really having my eyes open to what it should be like to be an adult country <laughs> where people actually care about, you know, being a country in 20 years without dying. Um, yeah, so my poke is 100% on uh, America as a whole and not giving a fuck about anything. It's kind of weird. It's actually very sad too. Yeah, a little bit. It was kind of crazy. But that's awesome. But yeah, so 
thanks Norway for showing us how it should be done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, also, people are way happier when things are clean. It's nuts. Go you figure. Know, I was taking there for, care of your country, taking care of your body, taking, yeah. Exactly. Tense. I was there for seven days and was in, like, I mean, we were hiking mountains and on boats in fjords and in major cities and every single place I was was unbelievably clean. I went to a McDonald's. They were super nice. It was wildly clean. Like it was just, it was nuts. Um, it took me until the last day to find one piece of trash on the street. Did and you even put then, it there? Did no, you put it there? No, no, but even then I looked at it, I was like, that's still like, the cleanest trash I've ever seen in my life. Like somebody neatly folded their wrapper yeah, and like, put it on. I, I kind of would have felt comfortable like picking it up and using it as something. Like it was weird. Um, it was awesome. Like it was incredible. So my poke is towards us being better at being incredible. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. You yeah. see pictures, but I've never experienced it like that. And I, yeah. yeah, I can understand how that would change your perspective. It's kind of wild. Um, so yeah. And then my stoke, oh man, I could have so many. My stoke is, so kind of going back to like the history of Worcester, uh, last week I was in a meeting about something that's happening next year at the art museum um, for Paul Revere. It's called Paul Revere Beyond Midnight. And that was another hour-ish long session where my mind was continuously blown as to like all the things that happened in this little tiny area of Massachusetts that changed the entire course of the country. Um, so yeah, get super excited for way more to come out from that. I'm very pumped to like be a very small part of it. Are they dressing yeah. you up like Paul Revere? They're not. I kind of thought that's why Lauren had me go. Like I walked in, I'm like, why am I here? And she's like, uh, I don't really know like what this is about, but I feel like you're going to like, you should be here. And I was like, cool. Cause I have this weird, like Paul Revere joke thing that hasn't stopped for over a year. And now like sitting there and kind of being a part of this like almost like a round table discussion and being the second youngest person in the room and realizing that there is nowhere near enough young people involved in this and there needs to be more um which is like kind of what i hope to bring to the table is to like get as many people that i know that want to do stuff a part of this uh yeah we were like a huge part of the world America, America changing yeah, America. It's it fucking crazy. You're one if by land, two if by tea. Yes, yeah. Like who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Um, right. So yeah, so I'm very excited about that. We'll see what happens with it, but it's it sounds like a really cool. I'm excited because like I mean, also today like I learned so much about you know our history as like a science hub, mm-hmm. and then a couple months later we're going to be kind of shifting our focus to like a history hub, and I'm very mm-hmm. pumped about it. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I mean, Worcester on the Moon started to this audience as one of my stokes, and now we're here talking to Lauren. Talk. Yeah. So, like, stay with us, because in oh, yeah. a year's time... Trust me, I will be... Ricky will be here telling us everything else that's happening cool. with the Paul Revere stuff. And I think why Worcester sometimes is, like, it's, like, more affordable, and it, you can get a lot more done faster at a good... Like, one thing I was surprised at when I took... When I saw Robert Garner's launch frame was, like plumbing fittings and like pipe that you could get like today at like yeah. the local plumbing supply company for not much money. So I don't know. It's very practical. It's practical. Yeah. yeah. There's anyway. We're, we're sorry. I don't know. Digress. Hey, don't ever apologize <laughs> for yeah, that. We're a city that just gets crap done and we figure out how to do we it. We figure out how That's to true. do it. Yeah. Financial resources or not. Yeah. 
Oh, also, I learned the difference. This is kind of ridiculous, but I learned the difference between. So, my name is Richard Charles Nelson Jr. Uh, Naomi ordered our plane tickets and put <gasps> Richard Charles Nelson the second because she didn't think there was a difference. Which, like, and I never knew the difference at all. I knew there was one because that's not my name, but I didn't know what the <laughs> difference between Junior and the second was. And when we got to the airport to leave, they wouldn't let me go because <laughs> my passport didn't match the name on my ticket. And I was like, no, it's definitely me. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, what did you, did you put, not put Junior on there? And she's like, no, like the second. I'm like, that's not my name. But I couldn't explain why that was different. So we had to get like a whole line. It was super, an easy fix. But while we were in line, we Googled it. And Junior is when you have the exact same name as your dad. The second could be, like I could be named after like my great grandfather. I'm the second one named that, but not necessarily like in In order. Yeah. Okay. So heads up, don't fuck up plane tickets like that. (laughs) They will not let you go anywhere. That's super interesting. (laughs) It was awesome. It was a little scary at first. So you could be junior and the second. (laughs) Every junior is the second, but not every the second is junior. Uh, Yes. Unless you delineate it on your birth certificate. Anyway, yes. yes. All right, Lauren, you got some Stokes and Pokes for us? Stokes, yeah. So I wasn't sure, uh, you know, like thinking of the city Worcester, I'm thrilled with like the renovations that are coming in. I, I like the movement and culture towards walk, bike, Worcester. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm stoked that you can still put five cents in a meter and get like a few minutes out of it. So in some cities, <laughs> you got to have a quarter. Right. You know, and it's not going to even talk to you if like you don't have a quarter or a card. <laughs> if you ain't putting a $20 bill, I don't even want to see it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> in Worcester, you can still put in a nickel even in the new ones and you get like like three two minutes, minutes three, two three, two minutes. Three, two. Yeah. yeah, enough to like run in to get a coffee and leave. Yeah, I just appreciate that. Or like it's the under the chair stuff, and you're just like, I can make this add up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's me most times. Like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, it's like I, I, it's nice to see this sidewalks getting like wider. I, I like the looking at wasted space and making it useful. So I like by the Hanover, between the Hanover and the parking garage, that sitting area that they have with the gazebo. Yeah. So like as you cross the street. Are like, they doing work on that right now? I'm not sure. I just, when I- Oh, that side. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah on the other side. And then, well, you can't really see it between there, but it looks like it's kind of dug up right now. Maybe they're adding more to it, I hope. Maybe you know, cool. maybe, maybe, oh, well, yeah, that whole, I, I, that could- Are they closing that like, street? I don't, I don't think they're they closed. So that's not the street they're closing. Uh, I'll get to that. Okay. But uh, uh, well, it's actually part of my stoke. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, I know there's a city uh, city project that is going to be putting out. There's a another obelisk, another monument out there that says okay. the area. And there's going to be those landmarks all over the city. And there, it's an nice. open call for artists where they're going to be. It's this place-making idea. This sort of thing has been kicked around for like 20 years and oh, wow. it just keeps getting pushed out. But Erin Williams is now running the project and she gets some stuff done. So that's right. Uh, yeah, there should be these markers out. And I think that might have something to do with it, but okay. I'm speculating. Yeah. Yeah. And those markers would be great, you know, cause I know sometimes our building is hard to access and it'd be nice if like, they're just something that pointed people back around and like, That's oh, you're idea. almost there. You got it. You're in this good zone. <laughs> like just keep trying. Don't go home. Um, <laughs> uh, 
but she's not lying. I'm not lying. I know we're hard to access. We're on the sixth floor. And when people call up, if they get to the call box and find the right key code, I'm still on the phone saying, so when you go through the door, don't take the first cell while you're going to go through another very heavy door. Be careful. <laughs> Walk down a hallway, take a right to the elevator, blah, blah, blah. And then they yeah. still have to ring a doorbell. Um, so <laughs> people are lazy. Oh, we, I know. we are all lazy. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think it's easy to be intimidated too. About also true. So yeah. stay in your comfort zone. And in Worcester and lots of places in our country, it's your car. So you just stay in your car and you just keep driving. And in some cases it's away from like the thing that you had wanted to go to. Uh, so actually that gets to my poke, but just for this. Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> Speaking of like wasted space, I think there's like, you have to actually, if you were going to walk and bike to get around the city safely, you can't, you, you can't actually. Um, I was looking at some of like the walk bike trails. They're like between one and three miles long um, and like some harrowing like uh, connections, you know. So for example, downtown to the Canal District, downtown to like Lincoln Street, they have like nice, they've widened the sidewalks, they've painted in bike lanes in some places, but you you can kind of like tool around and circle around like that area very safely and nicely, but you might want to hitch a ride to get across the street, go a couple blocks down to get to the next district yeah. and connecting our city and those places I think would be a lot nicer. Yeah. And I know that there are plans going into making that like Lincoln street area where you kind of have that 290, um, entrance uh, better and I know that they're thinking about the bridge uh, you know that leads towards Water Street you mm-hmm. know in the Canal District um, but it's just you know as someone who does walk and sometimes bike around Worcester it's like strange to have a sidewalk suddenly disappear and then find that you're like in front of like an entrance to 290 with like three almost three lines of traffic and you don't have a crosswalk yeah <laughs> yeah so that's you're just double my back point. half a mile by yeah. the crosswalk that you just skipped over. I'll we're find st- another one. But I think we're still stuck in like like a car culture of like the 80s or 70s when we were like, if we build a big thing, they will come. Yeah. Like the common outlets. My fears are that like we're doing this a little bit with the stadium. You know, if we build it, they will come, but they won't be able to find it. They won't be able to drive access it. <laughs> I fully agree with you. The whole point of the Kelly Square project, but that's going to raise another issue. Anyway. Well, sure. And, you know, I drive through Kelly Square often and like I know where the stadium is on a map. But every time I like think of like when I'm in that area and navigating it, like like where how would i but where is it actually which which street do i take from kelly square like i don't have any idea there's no signs there's no like where is this have you ever tried to and they already have games so like (laughs) it's like going back to that like are we communicating well what our city has we're putting a lot of money into building our city up huge projects but then we're kind of leaving these little like they'll, they'll like the public will figure out how to access this great thing that we've created. And like, no, it's almost like it kind of reminds me of like, I mean, I have no idea if you guys are basketball fans or not, but like looking at like a championship basketball team 
like Golden State, they've got like their three huge pieces, but without them, but they need like a bench. You know what I mean? Like you always need actual role players. That's how you win a championship. So every single sport, there's always like that hero. That's somebody that you're never going to hear about them again, mm-hmm. but like they're so important. And that kind of reminds me of like crosswalks and like, <laughs> right. like things that you don't think about until you need them. Right. And then they're the, they're huge, you know, mm-hmm. but those are the things that connect you to the the championship player or you know to the ballpark whatever I was I was dying to see how you were going to make that connection <laughs> in my head it made a lot of no, sense no, no, I'll be honest oh, that, no. was, that was a good metaphor that was a good metaphor or simile you. you said like so it's a simile but still thank you anyway uh, agreed those are my pugs and stokes those are no nice. great those are perfect <laughs> yeah uh, I walk around the city a bunch and I do think our walkability can be improved yep yep um, so I am first I'm going to start with my poke uh, so as I walk around the city sometimes as I walk through the vet, uh, as I walk around the city uh, whether it be the city whether it be nature yeah yeah I went Coolio I did I, I um, <laughs> walk through the city or like Monday at the beach um, I escape to, to hear the sounds of nature and I don't know if I've ever poked this it's something that I've been annoyed with a while and if I have you can call me out but I hate whoever the guy or person was that made those portable Bluetooth speakers, the little boxes that blare people's crappy music at high volumes. Yeah. I don't want to hear it at the beach. I don't want to hear it in the woods. I don't want to even hear it walking down the street because I just want to hear nature. I want to collect my thoughts, especially in the beach and the woods and the, those kind of things. You know, when I hiked watch you sit on, uh, what day was that? Monday, I think. And there was a... At one point, there was a couple kids that had like the Bluetooth backpack thing blasting like dance music. I'm like, what the like, right? That is the most re- like blasting music in the mountain is weird anyway, but they're blasting like EDM dance music. What is this? I call him DJ Bluetooth, and I DJ Bluetooth needs to go. Like, throw some headphones on. I mean, this has been a problem since back in what the 80s with the giant boom boxes and the dudes would walk down the street. You know that that's almost what I got a tattoo of. Like somebody rocking a no of like a like a ghetto blaster like yeah. I almost got that was my original tattoo idea in Norway. I went with a like minimalistic nice. record player, but yeah, that was the first idea I had. Just okay, find my life. I mean, those speakers they they had purpose. If you're having a get together and you want to put music <laughs> in your backyard, that's yeah. friggin' top notch. You know, play <laughs> some dinner jazz. Yeah, use it in the right spaces. <laughs> Hi Ben, shout out to Ben Klein. <laughs> oh, also shout out to Adam. I forgot to mention you at the top. We saw you ran into you at New Traditions when we had that delicious coffee. Nice meeting you, man. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for listening to the show. He was at the dive bar last night hanging out. Hell yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, leave your speaker at home. But I am super stoked about that thing I was talking about. The street they are closing off, I think it's called Allen Court. You can see it from here. It is an alleyway that's to the left of the Carberry Center, or if you're on the other side, it's to the right of the Wisconsin Street. Are we talking down? about Franklin and Federal? Like this? Uh, is this? Yeah, this is Franklin, so it's between Franklin. Is this Federal? This is Federal, this one right yep. here. So between Franklin and Federal, there's an alleyway that at the front end of it, or on this side, the Hanover side is covered. On the back side is open. It's yeah. to the right of the Worcester pop-up. If you find the Worcester pop-up's glowing sign, you will find this alleyway. Um, it is now going to be closed to traffic. It is going to be a pedestrian walkway, as I understand it. Um, they've cleaned it up. So if you've ever walked through there, it used to be, used to be a pretty cool junkie, not junkie alley, but like probably a junkie alley. Uh, but it was just a little trash, but like, I don't know, I get into that urban decay kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But now it's super clean and and that's pretty good too. Yeah. Um, 
But the thing I'm actually super stoked on is Pow Wow Worcester. I know I told you guys we're back and we're coming back to you August 16th to the 23rd. But we've already kicked it off by bringing this Madrid, uh, this artist from Madrid named Spider Tech. He calls himself a superhero artist, I think. Um, He's installing right now. He works in neons. So these beautiful neon lights that um, he'll do it in like sometimes geometry, sometimes symbolism. iconography like it's really really cool uh so not only is this going to be an art piece or a pe- place that people can just walk up and see his mural installation but it's also going to provide light for the alley so it's functional on top of uh aesthetics and that to me is super super cool who's going to turn that on every day i think the owner of the alleyway i think it's wbdc the okay. worcester business development corporation I think they have control of it um, or it'd be the pop-up. It's all remote controlled. That's so sick. Uh, so the, the spider tag, and he has an artist from Montreal whose name escapes me. I'm really sorry, man, if you actually listen to this. Um, who he brought, he met up in Montreal. I just finished a mural up there. They connected, so we brought him down here. Um, they ran a cool little event over at the pop-up where they had kids and young adults come in and spider tag showed them how he works. And they mm-hmm. together, they made this cool little art piece um, where you can go see it right now at the Worcester pop-up. And it's like two shapes. One, I swear, looks like a dog. I think it's supposed to be abstract, but I see a dog. Okay. And the other one's a spiral, green and orange, at Pawa Worcester if you want to see pictures. But I always like when the artists that we bring in embrace the meaning of what Pawa is supposed to be. And not only is it just like big art that impresses people, but it's also about like showing art and teaching art and, and connecting with communities. So now... These kids are, he probably inspired some of these people to go out and like get creative with non-traditional materials and like take something that is supposed to be, I think it's like the lights that you see on airplanes, the the runner lights, but stuff like that, that has now been kind of reused or adjusted to fit this new use. So so it's inspiring. And again, we're talking about a city of innovation. Who knows who he's inspired to kind of create something different. Yeah, so it's super neat. So go see it. If you're here, he's going to be here for a few more days. Um, go down say hi. He doesn't like photos taken of him, um, but you can always say hi. He's super, super nice. Uh, oh, he's there now? He's working? there right now. Oh, that's awesome. And he's going to be here a little longer because the stupid rain. <laughs> uh, it's been messing up everything. I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow too. And that's yeah. Pretty, pretty beautiful weekend. So I think he's going to be here a couple more days than he wanted to be, but he's going to finish it. It's you know, like, if you walk over there right now, you could already see it. Oh, that's the framing. So that's cool. That's so great. So yeah. Hi. Go Worcester. All right. Nice. Well, that's probably going to do us. Yeah. Can I do one more um, Technocopia uh, Stoke? We're doing free design studio nights. Yeah. Every Thursday night, you can get some graphic design and screen printing. Starting tonight. Instruction yeah. starting tonight, 7 to 9. So, so. you already missed it tonight because this episode is absolutely coming out later. <laughs> yeah, right. But right. every Thursday, every get Thursday down. Every Thursday after, there's some free activity to do at Technocopia to learn. So that's during the open act? Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. All ages space. So come. We have That's activities. Last no, no, no. Yeah, we actually. Stoke. Uh, <laughs> or, I was going to ask you for any other plugs. Do you have anything else you want to plug or anything else? There was. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Find at Technicopia or technicopia.org. Uh, technicopia.org. I think at there's. Technicopia I don't even Instagram. know if we have it on our website yet. We've got nice flyers and you can just come on by. Okay. <laughs> Find it at Technicopia. We are 44 at 44 Portland, Portland Street, Street six floor, floor six. <laughs> it's, 
it's common. <laughs> Key code 016, please dial and then yes, oh, et cetera. That's what, 016. Yeah. That's what I should be telling our guests that. Instead you of, know that? No, because I, I never have to dial oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know our name spelled make... wrong on the back one? Or it was at one point. It had an A where no was supposed to be. Technocopia. Yeah. That's how I always thought it was spelled. Nope, techno. <laughs> Literally, until we started doing the podcast here. 236, techno ticks. Anyway, that's an old high school robot reference. Uh, I have been Travis. Oh, so first off, thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. This was a lot of fun. And for also running this awesome space and kind of keeping all the cats herded. <laughs> And bring the stormtroopers to Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. <sighs> awesome. So July 20th, go be there. WorcesterOnTheMoon.com. I've been Travis. You can find me on Instagram at HunchbackTravis and Twitter. Talk to me on Twitter. Uh, Sam, you've never said that before. I know. Sorry. If, if well, you said, it, you said it one time and I was like, oh, I should probably tell people I'm on Twitter every once in a while. My Twitter, don't follow me on Twitter. I'm annoying. Um... <laughs> You can, but it's usually just me complaining about the Bruins or the even still anything. Ricky, it's been weeks. It's yeah, no, it's, it's been, been a week. One week. It's been one week. <laughs> it was a very, very hard week for me. I honestly woke up last Thursday and thought that a it was a nightmare, and b it felt like Naomi had broke up with me. I like slept at my parents' house because I landed like an hour and a half before the game started. So we like brought Naomi home, and then I went to my parents' house. I watched the game. It was miserable, and then I slept there because I was exhausted. And I woke up and I was just like laying in their couch, and I was like. Maybe it's not real. Like, there's no way it was real life. And but also, like, my heart was so broken. I was like, this is what it feels like. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it is real. Like, it hurt. It sucked. It sucked a lot. It audibly yeah. inhaled. A lot of people carrying that hurt too. Yeah. Was, oh man. Um, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say right now. <laughs> you have been the man behind the camera. Oh, yeah. Follow follow, uh, don't follow you on Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. I'm the heartbroken <laughs> Bruins guy. Um, That's a good tag, tag for it. Yeah, know. right? <laughs> no, you can find me uh, on Instagram at... I have been Ricky. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have been Ricky. Right. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at dickchuck77 or uh, Seltzer Time Official. That's our Instagram. That's our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> send us send us videos of you taking seltzer, ripping seltzers, yelling seltzer time. We want to feature you at the beginning of this. It's true. Thank you guys for all the ones you guys do send out. Shout out to Anna. Anna sends us so many. She's so good at it. Yeah, Anna is real good at She's it. She's the best. She's like probably at work right at the Hanover right now. I think we yell loud enough she could hear us. I don't want to. Honestly, these windows yeah. open wide up. There you go. Yeah. Lauren's like, you don't have to yell at you. <laughs> I mean. All right, guys. See you next week. Carry. Sorry for partying. The Seltzer Time Podcast is a co-production of Seltzer Time Official and TV Productions. Our intro music is Maple Boy by No Trigger. Our outro music is By the Salt Request. To find past episodes, search for Seltzer Time Official wherever you find podcasts. If you can't find us, let us know by sliding into our DMs on Instagram, at Seltzer Time Official, and we'll get it fixed. Thanks for listening. See you next week.